So what up, you guys? Happy Friday. I'm your host, Lauren, and this is Elo Designs Podcast, a creative podcast where other artists talk about their struggles as being a creative. So feel free to tune in to today's podcast. So what up, you guys? This week, we have Manny Hernandez. So Manny, would you like to introduce yourself? You know, where you're from and everything like that? Sure. Hi, Lauren. I am Manny Hernandez. I'm a designer and illustrator based off of Rhode Island, Providence, Rhode Island, North Providence, Rhode Island, to be even more exact. Uh, I was born and raised in Philadelphia, North Philadelphia, <laughs> and uh, I went to community college uh, and I made my way over here. Uh, and I think we're going to talk about that uh, a, a little bit more in depth, but um, right now I am in Rhode Island. I study. I studied at uh, Rhode Island School of Design. Right now, I'm designing for a bank, a Citizens Bank, to be uh, exact. And and I'm having some fun on the side as well, doing some freelance work for some lettering stuff, some illustration stuff, and some graphic design stuff. So that's who I am. I'm a designer and illustrator, uh, typographer, and I'm happy to be here. Okay, that's great. So, you know, like I, like I always do, like to start off with like, you know, how you grew up or like any background as far as growing up into your journey as far as becoming a designer. Yeah. So I think a lot of artists would, would say the same thing or could uh, relate to this, but I always grew up drawing, uh, doodling. Um, back in elementary school, I had a I had a friend, his name was Troy Johnson. He was so good at drawing and, and actually he was really good at lettering. And I think that he was, uh, I think he was doing some tattoos or like he, he was somehow related to tattoo shop and he was really good at typography. And I didn't know what typography was at the time, but I'm just like, holy crap, you can make those letters like 3D and you can add shade to them and look at look at all the cool things that you're doing to these letters like I want to be as I want to be good too and so I remember like copying off of Troy and he would also draw you know uh, Tasmanian devil he would draw a lot of you know cartoony things and I remember telling my dad like hey I want to draw I want to draw too and I remember him buying me a sketchbook and I started just copying <laughs> off of Troy. It's so funny. I, I've been trying to get in contact with him. I'm not sure where he is, but uh, but that was like that's the earliest memory I could remember uh, in regards to art. Uh, and so once I had my sketchbook, I started drawing and drawing and 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 really falling in love with the art of making. Right, just making, just to make. Right. It's there was no Instagram at the time. There was no Facebook or anything like that where you could publish it. But I was just having fun with putting pencil down on paper and seeing something come to life. And so I started I started like that. Uh, and I went to I went to a not so great uh, high school. And actually, to kind of backtrack a little bit. Uh, I grew up in a poor neighborhood in Philadelphia. So, you know, we wasn't made, made out of money. We, we, I, I don't know, you know, there was a lot of things that we weren't privileged to, to do, but there was love in the house, which is super important. And there was other things that were com- kind of compensating for the lack of money. I didn't really feel it. I didn't feel that we didn't have money because we had other things like 
family and we were really tight and things like that. But anyways, I went to Mass Bomb, ABTS in, in Philadelphia, which was a technical high school, which means that there were uh, uh, things, specific things that you can study, like graphic design, culinary arts, automotive, like, you know, you can choose your major, quote unquote major for high school or your shop class, right? And so I remember um, it, was, it was commercial art, what I saw down on the paper. And when I saw, oh, art, and then I said commercial art, I'm like, oh, that probably means like making art for commercials or something. Like, I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I, I did not know the idea or, or the exact definition of what commercial art was, but I was really excited to, to see art somewhere. And I'm like, I'm going to sign up for that. This is what I want to do. And I remember going and kind of knocking at the door, like uh, I was kind of late and I, and I was knocking at the door, like, I think this is it. And they were like, no, this commercial art is no longer a thing where it's not commercial art. You're going to have to cross the, the hallway. It's graphic design. And I'm like, <laughs> graphic design, what the heck is that? And so like, I, so I, so I went and I'm like, all right, so it's not this commercial art thing. <laughs> I'm going to start, I'm going to be doing this graphic design thing. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what that meant. And so we started, uh, and, and again, to give a little bit of background, I wasn't a great student. I wasn't a great student in high school. I was actually really mediocre. Like I was the definition of mediocre in high school. <laughs> Just enough to get by, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lot of like violence. There was a lot of, you know, watch your back. There was a lot of things like that where you know, getting straight A's was not in the top of my list. I just wanted to get out of there. I wanted to survive. So you had a goal and that goal. Exactly. My goal was to get out of there. Yes. (laughs) And so I remember, you know, you kind of have to play things smart if you really want to get out of there safely and you want to make, you want to make the right friends. And that was kind of my environment. My environment was how do I survive out of this place where, Kids don't care about school. They care about, you know, partying. They just care about drugs. They care about uh, cutting class. They care about all the things that you shouldn't, violence, that you shouldn't be caring about. But this is, this was the life. This was kind of what I was surrounded with. And so I just started hanging out. I started looking around like, who do I hang out with? And so uh, long story short, I was not doing great in school. Uh, I was just doing enough to get by. And then, so coming back to the graphic design class, again, I, I have, I, I feel like I had art in my blood. Like this was something that I'm passionate about, but there's like this torn feeling between how much work do I really put into this? And I got to still look quote unquote cool. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I remember, I thought I was doing good. I thought I was like killing it. Right. And, and, and I think it's, it's really good to, to kind of, uh, see this in perspective now and you know I think that the designers and the artists that that are listening now they could probably relate to this if you if you go back five years ago or or you go into the future 10 years from now and you look at your work today there's a lot of things that you have kind of overcome and and kind of solved to understand that your work was not actually as great as you probably thought and it was actually yeah. <laughs> and so I remember uh uh uh, in, in school, there was a, there was like this award thing and, and it was like a scholarship thing. And yeah, uh, they asked my teacher, pick three of the top, your top students, 
and they're going to get this thing. I don't remember what the thing was, but I remember <laughs> I wanted to get this thing. And I'm like, oh, man, I've been doing some all right work. I think I'm going to get picked, right? And, and lo and behold, it was not the case. It was three other people that they chose. And I'm just like, dang, is something wrong with me? Like, mm. I, don't, I don't understand why I didn't get that. And that was, that was a real downer for me. Like, I remember that, the situation, and I play it back in my head a lot even today. And I'm just like, wow, like, I wonder if I wasn't good. I wonder if I, and, and that's not the case. Actually, the case was I didn't put enough time and effort into it. I had, I had talent. I did have talent. Cause I'm, I'm quote unquote, I, I keep doing quotes for those who are listening in the podcast. <laughs> yes. Every time I'm calling myself an artist and designer, I, I put it in quotes, but yeah, I consider myself a creative. So I thought was something wrong with me. And now, you know, more than 10 years later, um, I'm not going to say how many years because I, I, I can't even do the math right now. But. <laughs> <laughs> we're designers. We're not math. We're designers, right? <laughs> I got it. But, but uh, looking back, I understand that it was actually that I was not putting 100%. I was just giving um, enough to just kind of get by. And that was a main pivotal part, a point in my life. So that happened, right? I graduate from, from, uh, from Massbound, from high school, and we didn't have money and I didn't have any scholarships to go to college. And so here we, here we are now in another pivotal point where it's like, Manny, what in the world are you going to do with your life? Right? Like you, we didn't get a scholarship. We don't have that much money. And, and I'm a family of five kids. So there's my parents, five kids, seven people in, in, a, in, in a smallish home. Like we, you know, it, it, and I was like one of the older ones. If I were to go to college and my dad was to pay, then the next person would have to go to college. And he would have, to, it's like, you know, it's, it's that cycle. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. It definitely is. And so I remember that. And like, I'm telling myself, all right, I'm not taking life very seriously right now right? I'm, I, I did poorly in school. I'm going to take a year off. I just need a break. I need to kind of self-reflect. I need to see what in the world I'm going to do with my life because right now it's not looking too hot. And so my dad is like, all right, cool. Take, take your break. We're going to figure it out. You know, maybe work, you know, just start working. You know, it doesn't matter where you're working, just do something. And mm-hmm. so um, I'm not trying to make this the story even longer than what it is but uh i found my i did my one year break and i found myself applying to community college and i did not know what i wanted to do uh i i I met i didn't meet someone but i had a friend who was trying to get me into real estate that's why i didn't want to make this longer but he's (laughs) like hey he's like hey get into community college get your credits in i'm gonna help you become a realtor i can help you do this i'm like all right there's nothing else happening with my life. Let me just give this a shot. And so I applied to community college. I go in, I'm doing my regular classes, right? The, the, the classes that everyone, the general classes that everyone has to take. And I stumble upon the art and design uh, 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 um, department. And I remember meeting uh, a man by the name of Terry Peterson, an African-American um, teacher, really sophisticated, super smart, super well-spoken. And, and I remember I took one of his classes kind of 
it was kind of like uh it almost felt like it was by chance like i i didn't know the guy right Mm -hmm. and and i felt like he saw something in me really quick lauren really quick and and he was also my advisor because i didn't have an advisor he 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 offered again so you'll see some some patterns with this guy with this man he offered to be my advisor like he asked me hey man do you have an advisor no i don't have an advisor all right i'll be your advisor i'll help you um uh figure things out so that you can ra- graduate you get the the credits that you need x y and z and i had no clue what i was doing and i'm like perfect i need help mm-hmm. and so he became my advisor and he's like you know hey man you, you you've got some talent like it looks like you can draw uh you know by the looks of your drawings that you're taking with us you got some chops um and i'm like all right thank you whatever he's like take you know and he encouraged me i have i'm teaching graphic design if you'd like to take some graphic design classes with me, I'm, you know, I could put you in as, and I'm like, oh yeah. I, You're like, I remember that. <laughs> well, I know what that, I know what that is now. <laughs> and then, so, so he enrolled me to some of his classes and little by little, I'm just like, I don't know what it was, but I felt like my mind was shifting. My, uh, it's my attitude was shifting positively. Like, maybe I can do this. I don't know. Maybe I can take more of these classes. I don't know what I want to do with my life, but I'm having fun. And so that's a really important thing for those listening is to have fun. Like we, we we're so um, focused a lot of the time on the goal, the end goal. And I just want to make it quote unquote. I have to add quotes to that because what the heck does that mean? Right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> when am I, when am I going to make it? When am I going to be that one? When am I exactly. That, that desire. Right. Exactly. And so I, I started taking classes with him and, and I started chatting with him. And I remember one time he pulled me aside and he said, Manny, you're a pretty, you're a pretty good creative. You're, 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 I, I like you as a creative. I think you're a good creative. You just have to take it more serious. That's your problem. If you were to just kind of let your guard down, just do everything that you have to do, you can really go places, he said. And I'm like, Mr. Terry, I want to go places. I really want to do this. I'm having fun. I don't know if there's money involved, but can I make a career out of this? And he goes, you can. You just have to put your head down, work hard, forget about everyone else, forget about what they're doing. Just you do what you have to do. And I go, all right, I want to do that. And then he, and then little by little, he starts fetching me side projects, Lauren. And, and, and he goes, all right, you're doing good in my class. You're doing good in these classes. I, he's my advisor. So he sees all my grades. I'm doing mm-hmm. really well. He's like, there's a magazine that we do for the community college. Um, if you'd like, maybe you can design it. I can help you. I'm, you know, I, I can oversee you. I can make sure that you're laying it out right and that you have the right page numbers, that you're using the right grids. Like I can help you so that you can get to that next level if you're interested. I'm like, I'm very interested. Sign me up. Sign me up. I want to, whatever it is you want to throw at me, Mr. Terry, I'm going, I want to do it because I want to succeed. I want to, I want to overcome this hump of not doing well, of seeing myself in the same circles uh, and, and, and just seeing myself fail over and over because I'm just not putting 100%. Mm-hmm. And so Mr. Terry goes, all right, you said it. Let's do it. Let's get to work. 
it, it was the, it was the best thing I've ever done is just to listen to him. All, you know, sometimes we just got to listen, right? Yes. <laughs> and so he goes, um, all right, Manny, let's get to work. We, we have this project to do. Um, and, and he's like, you know, if you just follow advice, you, you, you can make it, you could do whatever you want. You can go to the top school if you want. He actually went to, uh, to community college in Philadelphia, like I did, mm-hmm. but then he also went on to go to Rhode Island school of design to RISD. And so he knew what it, t- what it took to get into RISD. Um, and so he's telling, he's putting all of this positiveness and all of, all of this thinking that you can do it, Manny. Where do you want to go? You, you want to go to RISD? You want to go to SAIC in Chicago? You want to go to MICA? The world's yours. Let's do it. Let's just do it. I've ne- you know, outside of my, my, my parents and my family, I've never had like such a positive force, like just like supporting me and just like pushing me and, and almost believing in me more than I have for myself. And so I started working hard, Lauren. I put my head down. I remember breaking nights. Uh, I'm not sure if that's a, a term, a terminology that, that you use or that, that, that's heard outside of Philadelphia. Breaking nights is basically you don't sleep. Mm. You just stay up doing the work. And it was community college. It wasn't even my next school yet, but it was community college. And I'm breaking night after night after night, putting in my heart and soul. I'm just like, this project needs to get done. I'm going to finish this project. I don't care what time I go to sleep. I was breaking night and then I'll, I'll have school in the, in the, like, you know, bags under my eyes, just like enduring crits. And I'm just happy that I have made it. Happy that I have um, met the objective. And I was doing it over and over and over again. And even after my projects were done, even after my, my school assignments were done, I remember Terry telling me, all right, Manny, you kind of have to, there's going to be schools coming in and they're going to be looking at your work. They don't want to see boxes. They don't want to see that you can draw boxes. They want to see what else can you do, Manny? What else can you do above and beyond? How, how above and beyond can you go? Uh, what, what personal projects can you put into this where you could kind of put your heart and soul into, into it? And I remember him telling me that. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to do a drawing um, about Philadelphia. And I'm going to, and I'm going to draw, uh, I, I'm not sure if you've ever been to Philadelphia, but in New been York. Philly, been to Philly one time because I grew up in New York. So I've been to Philly one time. So I'm like, oh, I've been there at least. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been to New York, you said? Yeah, yeah. I I go to um School of Visual Arts, so it's in New York. So I had like one good semester there before like the pandemic. And yeah. then um coming it's com it's funny, coming back home before the pandemic hit, um, one of my friends we were like it was just kind of like on our bucket list, like we gotta go to Philly just because we're we pass it all the time. So I'm like, Okay, you know what, let's go. We went to Philly, it was freezing that day. Oh man. I was like, We <laughs> we came on the wrong day. So, yes, my experience was really, like, I don't know. It's not bad, but it was just, like, I just remember I had an attitude in the morning because I was, like, I am freezing, but it's, like, <laughs> bro. <laughs> but it's not too – it's not It's not way too different than, than New, New York. York. Mm-hmm. So, what I drew, though, was the, the elevated train, an elevated train, a stop right near my house. And, and, and that stop is – right now, it's, they call it Zombieland. And because everybody is on, on, you know, needles and, and oh drugs and they're just like kind of falling on the floor. It's, it's really, really bad right now. It's worse than when I was, you know, living there. But, but I drew that, that L, that elevated train 
um, and I made it really creepy and really dark and 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 also beautiful at the same time, uh, and and kind of realistic, if, if you will. And and the, and the concept was that about my torn feeling that I love Philadelphia, I love my roots, I love my hometown, I love talking about it, but I had to get out of there. Right? There was something that I felt like I'm just like this is this is not for me. I I, I can't be stuck here. I can't continue to be influenced by, by bad influences, et cetera. So people started coming in from different schools and looking at that. They were looking at uh, that specific drawing and, and they saw my boxes. They're like, yeah, you can draw boxes and you can draw, you know, there, there's a lot of fundamentals that you know, et cetera. But that, that drawing is really good. That, that drawing is really nice. Can you talk about it? Uh, and another thing, and I know you know this because you're at SBA, but understanding the why and understanding uh, why, why, why were some of the decisions that you made and talking about it, being able to talk about your work and sell quote unquote, sell your work, mm-hmm. um, to, to, who, to the viewer. That was really important. And I felt like I was doing that um, really well because I was passionate about it. Right. And because it's my work, it's, it's about Philly. It's about my hometown. And, and I had something to say with it. Anyways, long story short, let's fast forward. Um, I got accepted to all three schools, to SAIC, Micah, and RISD. Um, and I remember SAIC didn't give me as much of a scholarship. They gave me, they gave me something. They gave me something. I mean, um, I appreciate that they did give me something because not everyone gets something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Micah gave me the second most, um, and, and it was a pretty substantial scholarship package that they gave me as well. Mm-hmm. But remind you, Lauren, we're, we, were, we were not made out of money. So even yes. with a big scholarship, my, my, my parents were more worried about, okay, but what's the gap though? Like, okay, good for you that you got 30000 But what do I have, $10,000 a, a year? Like, I still can't do that, right? And so it's, it was still out of our reach. And I remember, <laughs> like it was yesterday, my, my dad and I were, 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 were talking about it. I was really frustrated because everybody was proud of me at community college. Like, Manny got a, a, a scholarship. You at home. Like, yes. yes. He got the largest scholarship. Like, you know, he's going to go X, Y, Z. And I'm just like, guys, not sure if I can still make it because mm-hmm. there's a big gap that we still cannot fulfill. Um, and, and so I remember talking to my dad and, and, and he's like, Manny, if, I mean, if you would have gotten like a full scholarship or something, right? If we're talking a full scholarship and all I had to pay for was room and board for you to eat and for you to stay there, then we, you know, then we could probably work something out. And, and he's finished saying that. I remember us going into the house while he was saying that and the letter for RISD came in. Um, and he just like, right at the end of the sentence, I opened the letter up and I, and there, lo and behold, I had a full scholarship to go to, to RISD. Boom. Uh, like, and, I go, Dad, and I go, Dad, is this is what you're talking about? a little better. <laughs> oh, wow. See, this story is, like, amazing. Like, <laughs> dream come true. And then it's Rizzy, like, Rizzy's, like, a good, like. Yeah, like, Rizzy, yeah, yeah. Rizzy, Rizzy's tough to get into. Rizzy, yeah. Yeah, oh, I was wow. really blessed. Yes. I can't even imagine how you would feel at that moment. Like, then he's like, wait a minute. Okay, wait, that's a different school. Wait. Oh, yeah. my gosh. And, 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 and after that, what's funny, even more complications, my mom was sick, and they, you know, I didn't really want to leave her. That's five hours away. And then I remember me going back with a different teacher, not Mr. Terry, but uh, Jeff, Jeffrey Reed. 
another teacher from community college. I'm telling you, this is how passionate these teachers are. Like we underestimate community college and yeah, you can't go nowhere because you're at community college, but these teacher, some of these teachers really care. I remember uh, Jeff, Mr. Jeff, I call him Mr. Jeff. Uh, Jeffrey Reed, he took me, he's a painter, a uh, 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 Philadelphia based painter. He took me to, to Micah because he knew the, the department head in the painting department um, at RISD, uh, at Micah, sorry. And he goes, hey, Manny, let me talk to my friend. Let's, let's see if we could probably get a better scholarship for Micah because I know you don't want to go too far. Maybe Micah's the way to go. You never know. Micah's a really good school too. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know about going too far. We go to Micah and we sit down with, with admissions and they're like, yeah, you know, what we gave you is the best we can do, et cetera, et cetera, blah, blah. And, and I remember uh, Mr. Jeff kind of like nudging me, like, tell them, Manny, tell, tell them what's up. And I'm like, well, you know, I got a full scholarship from Rhode Island School of Design and I'm trying to see if you guys can match it. And they're like, you got a full scholarship to RISD? Uh, you, do you have proof? They go, they go, do you have the paperwork on you? Do you have proof? I'm like, yeah, you, exactly. You're like, get out of here. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I do. I, I have the paper on me. And so I showed them it. They went outside the office for five minutes. They come back and they're like, all right, Manny, we're, we're matching it. We, we'll match it. <laughs> I'm like, what in the world is happening here? <laughs> and it's so like now I have, code. yeah, exactly. They, they, well, for whoever's listening and, and is in a predicament like that, there are some things, there's, there are some strings that you could potentially pull if, you, if you're in a situation like that. But I decided to go to RISD at the, at the end. Mm. Oh, wow. This story was deep. Like, <laughs> I'm sitting here. I, I can really relate to, like, a lot of what you said, though, as far as, like, growing up and dealing with certain things and having to go deal with the obstacle of not just wanting to be a designer, wanting to be a great designer, but then dealing with the obstacle of just life in general and then having to struggle to get to where you want to be. And then it's like, people don't believe in you, but then it's like, look, I want to do this. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, I can only imagine. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that you can relate to it. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, the reason why I've been wanting to find other artists who are, you know, from different and diverse backgrounds is because I'm starting to notice when I look at famous people or when I look at other designers who are you know quote-unquote famous or successful in design I don't see a lot of people of color or people like me who've grown up with like I had to deal with certain situations and I had to deal with things just to you know get to where I want to be or get to where you know I'm going you know ahead of time and it's so hard to find people to relate to you know that similar story of like I'm really had to go through it. And it's more than just yeah. like, I, I don't know how to draw. It's like, I don't know how to like have a million dollars in my pocket instantly. And I don't know. I feel like you saying your story, I think it's really important because there's probably a lot of designers out there who don't, you know, don't even have the opportunity to talk about it just because it's so hard for people to get those like resources or to be able to make it that far to like even go to school. So I can only imagine, and it's crazy, but thank I'm, I'm so happy you shared your story. You have no idea how happy I am. And the <laughs> fact that it's so similar as far as, like, you know, dealing with things like me, like, growing up, I kind of had that, like, similar, like, I didn't even know what typography was until I yeah. learned about typography because um, my uncle, he used to do graffiti, and I used to, there was, like, a piece of paper that said his name on. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's so cool. So I would, like, replicate it. Mm -hmm. And shout out to my uncle. But um, 
it's it's kind of similar where I didn't even know what I was doing as far as like creativity and learning about typography until I actually learned about it. And I think um, something that you also mentioned within your story as far as having a mentor, I feel like that is, it's not taken for granted amongst a lot of people, but it's like having someone to motivate you and believe in you. I think that's kind of what gave you your push into like, you know, pursue what you wanted to do. Because I've had a bunch of mentors that helped me. So the fact that you had one that's like very, that really pushed you in certain circumstances where you needed to, I think that's very helpful as well. I agree 100%. I, I, I'm 100% sure that I, I would not be where I am right now um, if it weren't for, for Mr. Terry. And, and, and to your point, Lauren, I think it's also important not only to acknowledge them, but give back. You know, we, we're, <laughs> I was sucking the juice out of him, right? I'm just like, give me, give me, give me. And now I've graduated. I went, you know, I, 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 now I'm working. I, I had I had a Zoom chat with him, you know, a few not even a few months ago, and it's it's not because I needed anything. It's just thanking him. It's just they become your friends, right? It's like sometimes mm-hmm. you get lucky when your mentors become your friends and they they come into your house and 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 it's almost like, you know, they give you advice about design early on, but then years later you're talking about kids you're talking about parents you're talking about all of these different things like they're 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 smarter than we think sometimes <laughs> mm-hmm. yes I, I yes i can relate to that and i and i do like the fact that um that you're still able to like communicate with them and talk with them as well and me too like any chances i get i do like just reach out to them and giving back to um, I think that's very important in just giving back information or just connections with people. It's like, it's so strong and people don't realize like how, um, how like empathetic you can be like, oh my gosh, yeah. like you are amazing and you have no idea. It's like you have to dedicate something to them, but it, it, it's amazing. Another thing, Lauren, that I wanted to touch upon really quick uh, now that we're on the topic is that we should also pay that forward. I'm a huge believer in, in um, opening my door, uh, uh, in opening, sorry, like my, my, my DMs, my emails. Like I'm a completely open to any questions, anything anyone might have because of mentors like Mr. Terry, I'm able to, to now like, all right, yeah, just hit me up. I'll, I'll, you know, we'll, we'll figure out a, a, a time that we, we could hop on a car or whatever. Or if you just need a crit, I'm, I'm super happy to crit anyone, right? Like mm-hmm. that, I think it's important to give back once you've kind of learned a few things to just give it back and, and, and share that with people who are struggling or are just trying to find those exact, those same answers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's very important. And yes, we will receive his contact. I'll link it all below um, at the end of this podcast because, you know, people might want to reach out to you. And yes, this podcast is open to anyone who would like to reach out for everybody any information but yes that is important and also on the topic of like struggling (laughs) um now that you are a full-on creative what do you would say that you know as a designer creative what do you struggle with would you say I today these days what I'm I struggle with two things and and one of the things have has to do with uh, on the creative side and the other thing ha- has nothing to do with the creative side. Mm-hmm. So within my, the creative side, I'll answer that 
questions for that side first. It's that there are so, so, so many avenues that, that, that one can kind of go, right? Uh, is it typography? Oh, I love typography. Lettering? Love it. Is it illustration? Oh, I love illustration. <laughs> is it branding? Is it, you know, logo design, identity design? Oh, man, I'm so into that. Uh, book design, book cover design. I love doing that too. Poster design, I'm in love. So I have so many things that I love to do. And so my, I guess my struggle is always juggling that and just, I cannot stay, I, I cannot call myself just a quote unquote lettering artist. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't, I can't, I'm, I'm not. First of all, I've, I haven't done it for, so, for, for that long to call myself uh, like a seasoned lettering artist. I'm not, I'm learning. Right. Uh, but, but even, even an identity, uh, uh, designer or a logo designer, uh, I've done that for longer, but I can't just do that every day. Yeah, it's like- <laughs> I, I have like ADD when it comes to like, you know, cre- I'm just always on the move. Um, and so it, to, for me, it's a matter of juggling those things where I'm keep, keep myself, um, uh, interested, but also sharing with others what I can do, right? Because that's the other thing is like Instagram is, just, I don't have a website right now, right? And, mm-hmm. and so I, I just throw everything on Instagram. It's almost like my, my, my bucket, my trash can or whatever. Everything I'm thinking about or whatever little creative thing I, I do, I just kind of throw it on there. And so, you know, even Instagram when it comes to Instagram, there's like a whole algorithm thing where, um, right. <laughs> Every time I talk about this with any creative, they mention the algorithm. I start it, tripping. And just, the, I can't. It, it makes me cringe. Like, what do yes. you mean? Oh yeah. People aren't engaging with your thing because they don't like your illustration. They only like your lettering stuff. So blah, blah. Oh, so should I just only be doing my lettering stuff or should I show, you know? And so what I'm trying to do, this is my biggest struggle is not care. <laughs> right? really I don't like care. It. I don't care if you're following me on Instagram or if you're not. If you're following me, thank you. If you're not, that's okay. Just, you mm-hmm. know, maybe I'm not that interesting or, or my work is not that interesting, but it's all right. I like what I'm producing, right? And so that, I think, you know, on the creative end, that is what I'm trying to conti- constantly overcome. On the life end, I, I have a wife, I have two kids. I have a, a one year old and a half and I have a newborn. Mm. And, and my, and my struggle is how can I continue being my creative self without burning the house or without, um, um, you know, uh, kind of abandoning my kid when he's crying. Like mm-hmm. you have to be there for my family first. And because I guess we have to prioritize things, right? Like mentally, we have to categorize what's most important to you. And for me, though I am super passionate about design and, and art, and I could talk about it for hours and hours and hours, it, to me, it's not as important as my family. It, to me, it's not important, as important as uh, uh, my spiritual being uh, or God. To me, is not as important as a lot of things that I don't really show everyone, or, or you know, people don't have that insight or or eyes into. But it's really important to me, so I have to give that time to what it, you know, the, the time it deserves um, to each. Mm. I can't even imagine. 
I mean, I don't got no kids, so I can't say about the family. But the thing is, something that I've been, and that's the thing, too. I overthink a lot. So I was thinking about that, too, when, you know, you get older and you're, you know, it's not like you have to, I don't want to get to the crossroad of, like, let me try to make a decision. Do I have to choose my family or my art? I don't want to ever get to that. So I can't imagine, like, um, you know, I can't imagine, go, like, having to think about that, but something that I just thought about, too, is, like, I think when it comes to everything as far as, like, dealing with all this struggle as far as both creative and life, I think you just have to go back and try to, like, think of the idea of having fun with it again. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you said you newborn, so I can't just be, like, you know, do art with the kids. But, but probably something like that, like, when they get older, like, that's probably a way to, like, um, you know, have fun in a way. It's, like, do collages or stuff like that absolutely um because I remember my mom like growing up um she would be in the house with us so that was like fortunate mm -hmm. but we would do things like you know cut like just cut random magazines just try to find something and then this is the thing too no tv no instagram so we didn't ha we had to find things to do so I think like as far as trying to figure things out it's like it's probably trying to incorporate like still have a work-life balance mm -hmm. and probably like organizing or doing productivity that's probably like the basic thing I could say but trying to have fun with it but still trying to be inclusive like with your family and it probably yeah. could be like fun mm -hmm. and I don't know how that would go though but <laughs> I don't know what, what would you what do you what would you say to that though like, that, that is the way to go Lauren this morning uh when I woke up I play I play a little basketball I used to play basketball um and this morning I woke up and I, and, and my one and a half year old woke up and I told my wife, I'm going to go shoot the basketball and I'm going to bring her because it's early and nobody's going to be at the park and she could just run around. And there we were, I'm shooting the basketball and I bought her a little Nike ball too. And she's kicking that thing around too. And we're just kind of bonding and, and having fun with each other. And I'm also like, I, I believe in being productive in different ways in, in, it's almost like killing two birds with one stone. I, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in that. So not only am I shooting the basketball, what am I doing? I'm spending time with her. I'm shooting the basketball. Um, so I'm exercising. Um, and I'm also kind of giving myself a mental break from all of the things around me and even giving myself a break from art and design. So all of those things are happening in in like 45 minutes. Just one game uh, of basketball. Exactly, exactly. So, you know... Some people say, well, I don't have, you know, I don't have enough time to do X, Y, and Z. Like, you can make time. You do have enough time. <laughs> yes. You just got to make it work if it's, if it's that important to you. And yeah, um, and just, it, I swear, like, when I'm talking to you, it's like everything's probably in my mind now. There is someone, his name is David Hedaria, and he is a Dominican artist and designer. And he actually um, created a book. I think it's Life of Color. I have to see. What's but, the last name, Lauren? Heredia, so it's hang on. Let me let me try to search it up. H E R. Yeah, so it's H E R E D I A. Mm -hmm. So Heroes of Color, that's what it was. Um, he made this book, and it was basically a book of superheroes, mm -hmm. of art, of um people who were you know, people of color. Mm -hmm. and had all these and they are heroes and these are real people and he made it a children's book 
and dedicated and he said you know i'm dedicating this to my kids because you know with the pandemic hitting like you know i'm we're doing school but it's like after school you know okay we're gonna do some like we're gonna learn about some history Mm -hmm. so i think that's kind of inspirational as far as being a like parent slash designer and then doing things for your kids and dedicating them for your kids but then also like helping the community it's like all of that kind of wrapped up in one but um i don't know that's so cool and i think like that could be some like inspiration too to like talk to people and you know i I would suggest everybody to reach out to him too and i suggest you reach out to him because that's something that you guys could probably both relate to I, I, I just wrote down his name. I'm definitely going to reach out to him. But you know what's funny is, is these transitions, these are like the smoothest transitions we're doing right now, Lauren. Because <laughs> right now, I'm currently, like right now, I'm working on a children's book myself. Um, Look and at think, you. And I'm actually thinking about the same thing. I'm like, I'm going to dedicate it to, uh, to Brielle and to Isaiah um, if it ever gets published. Um, so I am working, I am working on, and it has to do with, you know, some diversity, you know, Hispanic kind of roots kind of um, story. And, and yeah, exactly. It's almost like things kind of come full circle when, when you're thinking about the things that you're passionate about, there's always a way to tie that in with something else that you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. And see, that's what I'm saying. The, the model of this, like, um, the model of my podcast that I always end off with is do what your art desires, because doing what your art desires is focusing on your passion and what you want to do and it follows like you know you have to follow your path and what you feel like that is right so I don't know I think what you're doing is great and I'm so excited for this project just because like growing up I keep mentioning this because um me being not being able to have certain resources like having access to those resources but now seeing them in the making, I just get so excited. I'm just like, ooh, like kudos and like clap my hands because I'm so excited for these like books and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, it's just so amazing. Yeah, I, I think that at the end of the day, uh, you and I uh, were both a testament that, you know, you can, you can really do whatever you want. I mean, SVA is a great school, Lauren. You know, kudos to you. SBA is, is really great. And, and I, I always wanted to, to kind of stop by and check it out. And I still do. Um, I, I know some people who, who are teachers, teachers there. Um, but, uh, you know, it's almost like if you really work hard enough, then you really, it, it's so cliche, but you really can do whatever you want if you work hard enough. It, it's not, you know, I remember I, I, was, I, was, I was at an alumni panel at community college with me and my friends some of my friends and and some of the students attended the zoom meeting this was this year and i remember they were asking about but wait you were breaking nights though so you're you weren't sleeping some of us have some of us have 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 jobs and like so how is it that we're gonna how how is it that you could make this possible and i'm just like all right listen sleep to a degree is overrated you're gonna you're gonna get sleep again, right? Once you finish whatever you have to finish, and you you overcome whatever obstacles, whatever resources you can't get to, and you can finally get it. You know how much sleep I get now. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I'm telling you. Somebody's I think it's I. There's someone that um I follow. They say this. It's like um work hard now, work really hard now, so you can relax later. That, that is so true. Exactly. If not, 
you're just going to be working mediocre for the rest of your life and you're you're not going to make it anywhere i mean it's 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 almost like tough love but it's the truth right like mm-hmm. you can either do what everyone else is doing right or you can really write down your goals what do you want to do and strive to meet them um and you know if you I guess if you don't want to work hard, like if you just want it to be easy, then maybe just be okay with, with what you have. That You can't have it both ways is, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's like you can't ask for everything, but then it's like you can't put the work, you know, if you can't put in the work, you can't, you know, expect something different. Exactly. And somebody was, I had a, um, a conversation and we were talking about the similar thing. It's like, um, we try to do things as far as like we need to focus on you know not working so hard and da da da. But it's like you know we you have to put in the work though, and really putting in the work is not just like okay let me just put in a little bit of work this time and then do it later. It's really like you really have to you know struggle and but still push through with it. Mm-hmm. And I think the but the satisfaction of working hard and then you know something happens or something good happens it just makes you feel even better because it's like you know you had a struggle you know you had to go through all this hardship mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you're like okay like i'm not i haven't made it made it but i'm still getting there so those little patches are amazing as long as you're not where you used to be that's how that's how i think of it right i just look back and i'm like i'm not in that high school mode anymore i'm not you know I, i'm not i'm not on the streets i'm not you know uh, surrounded by violence by drugs like even that is a plus. The fact that I'm in a home right now that is peaceful and I don't have to worry about anything like that is a step forward. Just never mind the I'm better than I was, a better creative than than before. My first goal was I need to make make it out of survive, survival. Out of, exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I need out to- of this environment. Yes. And and I think like having that story to carry on, though, I think that's very important, too, because there's a lot of artists out there. Um, It's it's not it's not that they forget where they come from, but I think remembering what you have to go through and expressing that it makes it it makes the person feel real and it makes the story feel real. It's not just like some made up. OK, I just made it and I'm yeah. successful and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, bro, like this is what I had to go through. for. Exactly. Explain this. And that makes the most sense. But, yeah. It's, it's not, it's not always easy and not everyone learning. That's the other thing too, is not everyone can relate to this though. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Not everyone has a struggle story and you don't have to make one up. You don't have to, if you didn't struggle, kudos, like that's good. That's good that you didn't have to struggle and, and you're still doing good. That's a blessing for you. Um, but it's not everyone's story. So it's, it's, it's a, it's kind of like a give and take there. Mm-hmm. I think that's true. Speaking speaking your truth and being real to what what how you grew up and what you went through, I think that's very more important. Like the truth will always set you free <laughs> instead of lying. So yes, that makes total sense. <laughs> don't be lying. <laughs> yes, don't because that's going it's gonna bite you in the end. Like someone, where were you? Where what what was the <laughs> like okay, Google. I'm just Google will have you caught up if you start lying. That's why that's why it's just better to be truthful. Yeah. But yeah, so as far as now, um, how are you doing now as far as like work and work-life balance or anything like that? Um, you said you work for a bank. So how is like that work so far? Yeah. So I've, I've worked at Citizens for about four years now. And it's, I really like, there's some things about 
working at Citizens Bank that it's really, really good. And it, and it aligns to my priorities and it aligns to my, like what I want in life. And, I, and I'll give you a few examples. Work-life balance. Yes. <laughs> so so that's, that's number one, right? And so there, there's not an ad agency. This is not an ad agency where they expect you to put in 60, 80 hours a week. Like it's nothing. And you're just like, you know, I, I, it, the way I thought of it is I did that to get out of my struggle. That, that I'm not doing that because I want to do that forever. I'm mm -hmm. doing, I got out of my struggle. Now I'm here and now I want to savor this with my family. I'm not here to give all, you know, my 80 hours a week to the next person. Like, you know, um, and, and the truth of the matter is, you know, um, and, and I probably shouldn't say this, but everyone's kind of replaceable, right, at work. So, you know, there's been layoffs with this COVID thing. Like, I saw it firsthand. People around me got laid off, mm -hmm. right? And, and it's like, you could be the nicest person. You could, you know, you could be the greatest designer or whatever the case may be, but the company says bye-bye. It's bye-bye. I'm sorry. So you also have to have that in mind. Absolutely put your time in. Give, give, they're paying you. So yes, do an excellent job at your job. Um, so that's what I'm doing. I'm putting my hours in that I need to put in. I'm, I'm getting my, my projects done in time. Um, is it the most creative place? It is not. Mm -hmm. I'm working in the corporate. I'm working in corporate. So there's a lot of things that you can't do. There's some things that you can do, but it's not the most creative place. But another reason why I appreciate being in a place like this is because um, I, I'm doing my 40-ish hours a week, and then I'm coming home, and I get to be creative. Yes. Even more creative. Right. Like, I'm not saying that Citizens Bank is not creative. Like, that's not what I'm saying at all, because no. there are some creative projects that we work on. What I'm saying is that if you're giving your nine to five, all of your creativity, do not expect to come home and give another 10 hours or another five hours of super creative work because you only have but so much creative juice in you. Yes. So that's kind of like um, a, a little advice. But Citizens Bank is, is Citizens is treating me really well. Um, the pay is pretty good. Um, the benefits are great. Right now I'm at a, I'm doing a 12 week paternity leave. Three months I'm out. So, so you have to tell you, they, people hate on nine to fives. Now you need to see them benefits. And exactly, exactly. Those benefits, that's, that's where it's at right now. Mm -hmm. And so, so I'm really appreciative. And then, uh, last but not least about citizens is I work um, in a place where it's almost like a family, right? And so I'm really comfortable. I can be myself. I joke around with, with, the, with, with the designers and with my art directors and my bosses and I could be myself. There are some places, I've been in another place. I'm not going to say any names, but I, I was in another place where I, I just wanted to get out of there. I'm just, my head is down and I'm just like kind of chugging away and I just like, I'm excited to just like get out of there. It, there's not a better place that you could be in where you could do your work, right? Do some, do some creative things and do it with a smile with some people around you and then, and then go home, right? And so that's what I encourage people who are listening. Do not worry about your friends and what people say. You have to work at Google, Facebook, and like all, all these specific co companies and no shame on them. I have a lot of friends who work there and, and they're doing great. But 
that's not the end all be all, right? Mm -hmm. There are different places that you can go where you could actually be happy, even if it's not as techie, even if it's not as it's glamorous. You know, glamorous. Do your thing though. Um, and 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 um, it's not about them, right? It's not about your friends, it's not about the people, it's not about Instagram, it's not about people who the outside people looking at you like, oh, what are you gonna do next? Oh, you're just at a bank. You're just designing at a bank, right? So th those are the things that go through your head. I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure I could probably design somewhere else too. Mm -hmm. But again, you have to focus on your goals, on your purpose. Like what is it that you're trying to get out of life? And that is the reason why um, I I'm doing what I'm doing. I don't blame you. That's really like inspirational too, as far as like um, with your jobs, be like you have to figure out what you want to do. But then it's like being content with it's like, with what you're doing and i think that's really helpful too as far as like having the you know nine to five and still being able to have that freedom to have a family and still communicate in a certain way and then coming back home to it seems like a perfect like work to life balance and exactly. that's why people people so many people hate and so many people do other um things but um someone also said this too um on one of my po other podcast episodes and it's like they're going to hate you because you're not doing work, but then they're going to hate you because you're doing work. So you might as well do what you want to do because either way, someone's going to say something. Exactly. Absolutely. That, mm -hmm. I, I agree 100%. Yes. And the power of not caring too, like, I think that is something that all of us creatives just need to have at this point because with the algorithm, with Instagram, with everything, with imposter syndrome, um, with, you know, self-doubt, all of these things, it's all because we care about what other people might say what happens or what what ifs and it's like we're so focused on this and we're not focused on okay well my work what do i want to make or what do i want to create i feel like once you put all that extra stuff to the side and you focus on what you want to do that's when it'll like start to grow and it's like you know i have this connection with that thing um as far as other, your other issue too with like dealing with um like the creative issue of like doing different things i'm starting to notice like like after talking to like a bunch of creatives i feel like we all have this issue mm -hmm. and i think it's just because it's not like we compare ourselves to that like you know that one designer that's a lettering artist and mm -hmm. they're popular on instagram or or the ui ux designer and they're they only do this i think it's just because it's 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 in this thing or follow your niche we hear this all the time in like social media and other things like that and we say like okay but i can do all these other things and why does it look like I feel like it shouldn't look um, bad for you to be like a full stack designer knowing multiple things? Because in situations like that where, you know, you have to work for different companies or do different projects, you have to be able to do different things. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm telling you, I feel like I'm kind of going through that puddle, too, as far as like, damn, like I like motion. I like UI. I like logo. I like branding. I like all these other things. But I think as far as like. If you can balance um, projects as far as like I can and you go to you get to the point where you're like, OK, I don't care anymore. Mm -hmm. I can just do what I want and I'm going to just do it freely. I think that's that's probably the solving answer to that struggle. I, I think so, Lauren. And I think that to, to your point, it's about just doing it. Just do whatever you want. And then like what makes you happy? And then time what's going to happen is time is going to keep going. And opportunities are going to keep coming and some doors are going to open and some things are going to start aligning where you're like, you know what? I don't really like 
websites anymore that much, like making websites. I, I think I'm just going to focus more on typography. I'm, I'm just going to focus more on UI, UX, whatever the case may be. Just let things happen. Like, you know, I think that, you know, we kind of overthink things and we just kind of try to, we're so, we're such control freaks, right? Yes. <laughs> um, but I, I think at, the, at least this is, this has been my testimony where I'm just, do, I'm just going with the flow. I felt like waking up and right now I'm writing a children's book, which probably won't get published. I'm, I didn't say it got, it's getting published hundred percent. It might, but it's like, okay, maybe it didn't, but I had fun and I learned X, Y, and Z. All right, check that off. I just learned something new and then do something else. Not everything that you do, you have to do professionally. That's, that's, that's a misconception. You don't have to do logo design for every last company, right? You, you could do it for fun. Do, you know, there's some things that you might have to just do for fun. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, these passion projects, like they're called passion projects for a reason. It's to follow your passion. It's not because everyone on Dribble is posting a UI <laughs> UI template. That doesn't mean you have to do it. You have to follow what you want to do. And I think that's what will set you free. I agree. But yes, yeah, so it's wrapping up to our final hour. So is there any um is there any other final advice you would like to give to, you know, the people listening who are either young or who are in the same boat as you as far as the similar struggles or anything like that? Sure. Um, I think uh, my advice to, to creatives in general, um, I know that when people ask this, they're usually looking for um, some sort of um, practical thing that they could kind of use for their practice. But what I like to you know, advise is to just be kind, be kind to others, be kind to yourself, be kind to strangers, be kind to everyone. Why? Because chances are, maybe it won't, but chances are those people could be your bosses. Those people could be your next gig. Those people, like you never know what door may or may not open if you're just, just be kind to people. Um, Don't be a jerk, right? Don't, just because you can design doesn't mean you can be a jerk about it. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) And so, uh, and even if you don't get a gig and, you know, you were at least you were nice. And so that's that's a model that I kind of tried to live by. Um, just be nice to everyone that comes and goes. Anyone that has a question, you know, um, anyone that may know less than you, like, th- don't be a jerk to them. Be be kind to them. Um, and I think things will just work out if you if you are if you're kinder. OK, well, you guys heard that. Be kind and being nice will help you in the long run because you never know but uh, always remember you guys to do what your art desires and tune in to the next podcast also if you enjoyed this week's podcast feel free to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review and if you would like to follow us on instagram you can follow us at lodesigns.studio